teamwork makes the dream work. What were my initial thoughts from our win against the Philadelphia Flyers? Because we have another game tonight, and there's a lot of players I have my eye on. And also, when is Jack Hughes coming back, and do we have any updates on him? Well, good news for you guys, I do. And we have a lot to discuss in this episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 5.27 a.m. Eastern Time, November 30th, 2021 at the time of this recording. This is probably the latest or earliest I've ever recorded an episode. However, as you guys have known the past couple episodes, I've been doing a lot of traveling, Finally got back into my regular studio, which is just basically my college dorm. So uh, hopefully I have some stability for the next week or so. Because like I said, the last couple of days have been very hectic. I had to push back a couple of episodes just because I was just trying to find time to record it. Because like I said, Thanksgiving, hang out with my family, out of town. So like, like I said, things can get a little chaotic. But uh, I was still able to report the news to you guys. So if you missed the last episode... I basically talked about uh, should Lindy Ruff get the can from the New Jersey Devils, and I said no. I don't believe Lindy Ruff should uh, be fired from the Devils organization. I've been, I think he's been doing a fantastic job with our young guys. Yes, a couple of our young guys have hit, uh, you know, sophomore year slumps, including Ty Smith and uh, Igor Sharangovich. But at the same time, I don't think it's anything to be that much concerned about. But overall, I think Lindy Ruff has been doing a great job. Just look what he was able to do uh, with Dawson Mercer so far this season. And wait till Jack Hughes gets back. Because once Jack Hughes comes back, guys, our team is going to take it into another gear. And I, I personally believe Jack Hughes is that X factor is, is that score going to lead our team hopefully to a wild card spot but that is far down the line but you know what's not far down the line Jack Hughes returning we'll talk more about it later in this episode but I want to give you guys my overall reaction from our game uh, against the Philadelphia Flyers on November 28th because I loved what I saw from the New Jersey Devils now uh, the Flyers were able to tie it at one point during the game but for some reason I didn't really fret for the New Jersey Devils because if you look at the replay of that game, they actually had a lot of shot opportunities that could have easily resulted in goals. So you saw a few good shot opportunities from Dawson Mercer, Dougie Hamilton, Andreas Janssen, and also Pavel Zaka. So obviously Dougie Hamilton and Andreas Janssen were able to get a uh, goal that game. Andreas Janssen got two of them. One of them was an empty netter, however. But uh, going on to uh, the next player, which is Dawson Mercer, he was able to get a point that game. Uh, Dougie Hamilton was able to get the first goal of the game for the New Jersey Devils. And then Pavel Zaka, his shot opportunities didn't result in any goals. But still, you, you saw that the Devils had wide open opportunities and they capitalized on it because they beat the Flyers 5-2. And I said it in the last episode, I said it's time for the New Jersey Devils to get back into the two-point column because let's face it, that game against the Predators was an absolute stinker. And like I mentioned, uh, it was time for the Devils to just get back into the two-point column just because, you know, they were able to get a point from that wild game. They were able to get two points from the Lightning game. They got no points from the Panthers game. They got one point from the Rangers game. So overall, 
the New Jersey Devils were able to win once in their last five matchups. And uh, coming into this game, it was just like, okay, look, I know we were able to get a couple points, you know, here and there. We able we were able to get one point against the Rangers. We were able to get one point against the Wild. We got two points against the Lightning. That's why we're staying, you know, uh, above water a little bit in terms of just trying to stay in contention in the Metropolitan Division. And, you know, we're treading water, especially with Jack Hughes being out. And we're actually doing a pretty decent job. We have not fallen far back. But I said, this game against the Flyers is going to be crucial for them because here's an opportunity for them to just separate themselves from another opponent. So we've already separated ourselves from the New York Islanders. However, coming into that matchup against the Flyers, we were tied in terms of points. So I was just like, okay, let's put ourselves ahead of the Flyers. So that way, that's uh, another team that we don't really have to worry about. So look at the Metropolitan Division at the time of this recording. The Capitals are 14-3-5 with 33 points. The Hurricanes are 15-4-1 with 31 points. The Rangers are 13-4-3 with 29 points. The Penguins are 10-7-5 with 25 points. The Blue Jackets are are 12 7 and 0 with 24 points the devils are now 9 6 and 4 with 22 points the flyers are 8 8 and 4 with 20 points and the islanders are way behind 5 10 and 2 with 12 points so very surprising i didn't expect the uh, islanders to fall back that much maybe they should get travis zajac out of retirement because maybe that'll be the answer i'm just i'm completely joking but anyway you know coming into that matchup i was just like this is not really a must win for the devils but it's a win you would like to have because like i said you really want to start separating yourselves from the pack just a little bit you kind of want to give yourself some more breathing room especially when jack hughes is set to return any day by now so that's also something to look forward to now by no means is the job over we all know we're going to see the flyers once again but like i said those are the kind of games you kind of want to win just because you like i said uh, especially in terms of points we see that the capitals hurricanes and rangers are kind of separating themselves in terms of the top three in the Metropolitan Division. Then you got the Penguins. They are 25 points to the good. Uh, the Blue Jackets are 24 points to the good. And the Devils are right there within striking distance. So we really got to try to just hunker down a little bit. So like I said, that that's why I was kind of happy with the Devils' recent stretch of games because they said this on the ESPN broadcast, and I just said it moments ago, the Devils have only won one regulation game in their past five matchups coming into this Flyers matchup, and I was just like, okay, you know what? Look, I, I know a lot of people are saying, look, the Devils are just losing and losing and losing, but no, they like I said, they sent the Rangers to a shootout. They sent the Wild to a shootout. And, you know, unfortunately for us, you know, we, we just had a few strings of bad luck. So, you know, the fact that we were able to get a point from the Rangers, the fact that we were able to get a point from the Wild game as well, that's why I was so proud of the Devils in their last few matchups because, let's face it, guys, that, that uh, part of our schedule could have gone way worse. That's why I was so angry when... Uh, the Senators game had to be postponed because I was just like, that was going to be an easy two points for the Devils because, you know, after we played the Rangers, we got a point there. I said we got to play the Panthers, we got to play the Lightning, then we got to play the Wild, and then we got to play the Predators. So the Panthers are, you know, tops uh, in their respective division. Then you got the Lightning. They are reigning back-to-back -back, uh, NHL Stanley Cup champions. The Wild are also tops of their division. And then you got the Predators, which is a team I specifically said on this show before, you can not sleep on them and the devils unfortunately slept on them and that was one of our worst games of the year so you know I, look the, those recent stretches of games could have gone way worse and we need to play more games like we did against the flyers because i couldn't have been any more proud of the devils because that's how you rebound and that's how you uh just 
redeem yourself from a very, very, very poor showing against the Predators. Because like I said, the Devils just came out aggressive. If you look at the highlight reels, uh, whether it's on YouTube or NHL.com, you see that the Devils had a lot of good scoring opportunities. And uh, Devils Twitter, uh, you know, uh, noticed it because... I, I saw a lot of Devils news media personalities. I saw a lot of Devils fans. They basically say, how did that shot not go in for Dawson Mercer? How did that shot not go in for uh, Andreas Janssen, even though he scored twice this game? Or Pavel Zaka, Dougie Hamilton, because let, let's talk about Dougie Hamilton real quick, because he led our defensemen in that matchup for shots on goal. And not only that, he actually had a very good Corsi 4 percentage, according to Alex Chavansi of the Hockey Writers, because after that game, uh, Dougie Hamilton had a Corsi 4 percentage of 69.05, and that obviously led all, all the New Jersey Devils. Second was Sharon Govich, 67.86, and then uh, Andreas Janssen, 66.67. So Andreas Janssen is someone I also want to talk about in a moment, but uh, going back to Dougie Hamilton, I told you guys, he's trying to make a name for himself, uh, possibly winning the Norris Trophy. Do I think he's going to win it this year? Most likely, probably not, but he'll definitely be a top five finalist. Uh, I can guarantee that, but I said Doug, uh, Dougie Hamilton potentially winning the Norris Trophy. Uh, I wouldn't put it past him, maybe winning it, if not this year, maybe next year, or certainly the year after, but I certainly believe that we got Dougie Hamilton at the right possible time of his career because he's starting to blossom a little bit more in this league. We see him uh, uh, being a finalist in the Norris Trophy just last season, and he says he wants to finish his career as a New Jersey Devil, so we'll see if he's a man of his word, but at the same time, you know, the fact that we have him for seven years and the fact that we have him at a very good point of his career. I think this is a gem for Tom Fitzgerald and we just see the impact that he did in this Flyers game by leading the defenseman in shots on goal, uh, also leading our overall team in Corsi 4 percentage that game because, you know, it's not just like he's out there just hacking shots. He's actually playing very efficiently on both sides of uh, the rink. So I, I love that overall impact from Dougie Hamilton, and I want to see more of that. So going back to Andreas Janssen, fun fact, uh, a lot of people might not realize this, but Andreas Janssen has actually been one of the top-performing NHL players this week like let, let, let me just say that again so that way uh we're all clear uh, of what I just said uh for this week specifically Andreas Janssen has been one of the top performing NHL players and uh, what do I mean by that well uh this week Andreas Janssen has six points three goals three assists all of his points are even strength and he's averaging two points per game uh, this past week. So he's been one of the top 10 performing NHL players for this week specifically. And if I was to say that at the beginning of the season that Andreas Janssen would be a top performing NHL player at some point during the year, I think a lot of people would just... Uh, you know, roll their eyes at me or just say, yeah, right, yeah. And, and quite honestly, I'd probably do the same thing because I don't think anyone has expected what we've seen from uh, Andreas Janssen so far. So what one great play that he made this game, he was able to uh, swipe the puck away from Rasmus Ristolainen and pass it over to Jesper Bratt, and Bratt was able to go backdoor and score and give the Devils the lead in the third period. And that was one of three goals that the Devils scored unanswered to just basically put the uh, nail in the coffin against the Flyers. And uh, that, that was just a great play, just a great uh, heads-up uh, alertness from 
uh, Andreas Janssen just charging on in, swiping the puck away from Rista Lyon, and then passing over to Brat, who was charging on in and going backdoor on Jones, the goalie for the Flyers. So that was spectacular. And like I said, Andreas Janssen, one of the top performing NHL players for this week. Um, you know, he's not top five, but he's certainly top 10 in that regard so you know just just looking at his overall impact especially in this game I think a lot of people are starting to realize that uh, I don't think we lost that trade uh for the Toronto Maple Leafs I think we won that trade and like I said I'm just looking for the Andreas Janssen that had a very solid season with the Toronto Maple Leafs back in 2018 and 2019 when he had 20 goals 23 assists for a grand total of 43 points this season, he has nine goals, eight assists for a grand total of 17 points, and he has a plus-minus of plus 13 in 19 games played. So I'm no mathematician, but I think he's well on pace to, uh, you know, break all of his career highs. So uh, knock on wood, but Andreas Janssen heading in the right direction, and he's on pace to have his best season ever with the New Jersey Devils after coming off his worst season in the NHL last year in 50 games played in which he uh, had five goals, six assists for a grand total of 11 points and had a plus minus of negative one. Had to make him a healthy scratch a couple times. He did deal with injuries, but Andreas Janssen, full 360, I said, give him another chance and just see what he does for half of the season. And then, you know, if he's not performing, then you try to look for suitors. But I think this is another gem that Tom Fitzgerald has found. And once again, guys, this is our head coach, Lindy Ruff, getting the most out of the least likely players like Andreas Janssen. We see the overall impact from Jesper Brat and Nathan Bastian. Welcome back to New Jersey officially, my man, because Nasty was able to score a goal in that game. And who uh, got one of the assists? His buddy, Mikey McLeod. We'll talk more about that in a second. But first, I have to give you guys the first live read this morning. And it comes from DirecTV. So does this scenario sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Now, I say reuniting the energy line is going to take some time, especially since we don't know when Miles Wood is going to return officially. But, you know, it's nice to see that McLeod and Bastion are off to a pretty decent start of the reuniting uh, process. Because, like I said, uh, Mikey McLeod was able to get one of the apples uh, for the Nathan Bastion goal. However, he didn't get the primary assist. It went to Dougie Hamilton because Hamilton was able to catch the puck from uh, McLeod and Hamilton passed it on back to Bastion. And that was just great teamwork, uh, poetry in motion. These are the type of games I want to see from the New Jersey Devils in terms of just overall impact, overall teamwork, and overall efficiency from the right players. Because when looking at Dougie Hamilton, guys, look, I, I said he led our defensive unit in shots on goal. He had 10 shots on goal the entire game. But not only that, he led our entire team in shots on goal that game. And it's not even close. And then he also led our team in blocks with three of them. And then he was top two on the team for hits because uh, he had two. And then P.K. Subban had three. But overall, it's just like I I'm loving the overall teamwork this game 
for the Devils. And like I said, when when the uh, Flyers tied it up 2-2, I, I was not worried in the slightest about the Devils possibly dropping this game. Quite honestly, like 100%. I just said... Uh, you know what? The Devils, they're not going to blow this game. They're not going to send this into another OT, into another possible shootout and lose. They're actually going to win this game. And lo and behold, they were able to score three unanswered goals. And, you know, albeit, you know, Andreas Janssen's last goal uh, was an empty netter and Mercer was able to get the assist. But still, you know, I, I love the overall impact and just the overall effort that game from the Devils. So when comparing the stats, the Devils had 35 shots on goal. The Flyers had 25. Faceoff percentage, 46 uh, to 54%. Flyers in, in favor of that category. Uh, neither team capitalized on any power play opportunities. However, the Flyers were able to get a shorthanded goal. Uh, thanks to uh, Lawton in period number one. And that was kind of a slip up on Dougie Hamilton's part. So a lot of people might blame P.K. Subban on that. However, uh, if you look where Lawton was, he was kind of cherry picking a little bit and he was able to just get out of the eyesight of Dougie Hamilton. And then he was able to get the puck and just go off to the races. And P.K. Subban was trying to just catch up to him on the back check. However, it was to no avail as he was able to score on Mackenzie Blackwood. Like I said, you know, some stuff that the Devils still need to work on. Like, you can't be giving up shorthanded goals because, like I said, you could have dominated this game 5-1, to one, but, you know, you gave the Flyers some life. But, you know, when looking at the, uh, Lawton, I, like I said, in my personal opinion, I believe he cherry-picked and just got out of the sight of Dougie Hamilton. So, uh, I, I think that's Dougie Hamilton's only slip-up for that particular game. I'm not going to blame P.K. Subban because Subban tried everything he could possibly do on the back check to poke the puck away, but just came up empty. And then when we're looking at hits, 26-21 uh, to 21 in favor of the Flyers, blocks 21-13 to 13 in favor of the Flyers, and then giveaways, the Devils led that category 6-5. to five. So overall, I want to see more block shots from the Devils, especially from uh, Ryan Graves because, you know, we've been talking a lot about Dougie Hamilton, but what about Ryan Graves? Because, you know, he's supposed to be the silent but deadly ninja. You know, he had a plus minus, a plus two, and he was able to get one shot on goal. But, you know, I, nothing in the blocks category, nothing in the hits category. And I kind of want more from Ryan Graves in these more recent games. But, you know, like I said, I'm not really going to bash on the kid because I love he's probably one of my favorite players on this uh, roster, if I'm being completely honest. So, overall, just a great effort from the New Jersey Devils. And uh, I just want to see more of that. And I just want the Devils to play with that same sense of urgency once Jack Hughes comes back. And that's another person that we need to talk about because he is inching closer and closer and closer closer to his return and I'm all for it and before we talk more about what uh, Jack Hughes could potentially bring to this roster once again I want to give you guys the second and third live read this morning and it comes from Built Bar so let's do the Built Bar one first so it's here the best Monday of the year Cyber Monday and Built.com is a place to aim your mouse get at least 20% off of everything delicious and healthy that's 20% off uh, site-wide and even bigger discounts on Built Boost Broth and Built Swag a brand new Built Bar flavor has landed just in time for Cyber Monday, Caramel Almond Delight, and it delivers everything it promises. Caramelized chocolate? Check. Almonds? Check. Delightful? Double check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and this season, maybe you're craving white chocolate. For a limited time, get a special new Built Bar Puffs flavor. I'll already tried some of them. They've already sent me some in advance, and they're really good. So, white chocolate cheesecake, the yummy protein 
treat filled with marshmallowy center covered in white chocolate 140 calories 17 grams of protein taste the season to save and give your taste buds the gift of built bar so get to built.com for these incredible tasting new built bars and 20 percent off everything head to built.com enter code locked 20 before it's too late once again use the code locked 20 and now the third and final live read comes from bet online please remember to gamble responsibly so bet online has you covered for all season more props odds and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball football nhl boxing ufc right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest, easy way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And now, speaking of betting, and I'm not really that much of a betting person, but let's talk about Jack Hughes and what I bet he can bring to the Devils once again uh, once he returns to injury. So let's give the backstory. So I kind of touched on this a couple episodes ago. I said Jack Hughes is inching closer and closer to his return. I said uh, most likely Jack Hughes will return within the first week of December. At the very latest, we might have not seen him until 2022, but that doesn't seem to be the case because over the weekend, Jack Hughes traveled with the team and also he was allowed to do full contact practice. So you know there's no restrictions on him. There is nothing uh, lingering or bothering him about his uh, shoulder dislocation. Uh, We saw him out of the cast just a couple of weeks ago when the Devils were doing their team huddle. He was uh, in a suit and people were just zoomed in on the image and they said, hey, Jack Hughes is not wearing his cast, so that's a good sign. And it seems like he's laughing and having a good time with his teammates. And there's another episode that I kind of want to center around Jack Hughes more about, which is like the friendly competition between himself, Dawson Mercer, and Nico Heizer. Who's going to be the starting center? Who's going to play on the second line? And who's going to play on the third string uh, at the center position? So that's a little bit of a toughie because it's just like, you know, we got Nico Heizer, the captain. We got Jack Hughes, who can make an impact right away. And then we got Dawson Mercer, who's in the top three uh, for the Calder Memorial Trophy race already. So it's just like, who do you put at the uh, top line? Who do you put on the second line? And who do you put on the third line? Because like I said, guys, do you really want to put your captain on the third line? Do you want to put a rookie on the top line? Do you want to put Jack Hughes on the top line after he missed some time with injury? Don't you want him to slowly progress back into it? So there's a lot of questions, and that's definitely an episode that I'm going to do uh, very, very, very soon because, like I said, Jack Hughes, it, it, I, I think at this point he is day-to-day, but uh, I based on everything that I've researched, based on everything I've seen, it looks like Jack Hughes, uh, everything is going in a positive manner. I'm not hearing any setbacks. I'm not hearing anything that's bothering him. And overall, like I said, uh, he just continues to make progress each and every day. I don't know when Lindy Ruff is going to make the official call of when he'll be allowed to play. But the only things I could give you is that he is traveling with the team. He is practicing and he is in a contact jersey. So he is uh, no longer doing non-contact practice. So all three signs are a good indicator that Jack Hughes will be returning any day now. And I'm really looking forward to it because he really can put our team over the hump. And we've been treading water so far with him being out. We've been a we've been doing a pretty decent job. 
job. And I don't know what you guys think about the Devils production so far this season, but quite honestly, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. And hopefully the Devils can just uh, keep a hold of that, especially when Jack Hughes comes back. But like I said, I think Jack Hughes will be definitely the X factor piece that we need in order of getting uh, better offensive uh, zone coverage. And also uh, Jack Hughes is great on takeaways. His speed is just lightning quick. He can really make the players around him better because look at what Sharon Govich and Quokinen have been doing this season. Little to nothing. I mean, Sharon Govich has had his moments. Quokinen has had his moments, uh, you know, sprayed out here and there during the course of the season. But overall, you know, Jack Hughes was able to make those two players better around him and I think he needs to be given I'd say 95% of the credit in, in that regards because you know uh, with him being out it's just like we see the overall impact that Sharon Govich and Coconut are making right now little to nothing so uh, you know like I said I'll give credit when credit is due and I'm looking forward to Jack Hughes returning but let me know what you guys think on my Twitter page at Locked On Devils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys today. So continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. Game tonight against the San Jose Sharks. So hopefully we can come out victorious and get the win. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.